Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining me. This episode, we're doing an interview with an abductee where we speak to an everyday alien abduction experiencer. Just before we get into that though, I just want to say if you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes of Paranormal Thoughts, please make sure you've subscribed on whatever podcast platform you choose to use. Also, if you know anyone who might like the podcast, please feel free to share with them. That helps us out a lot as well. Of course, you can leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use as well. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well for every time we post. And that's probably the best way to reach out to me as well if you want to send me a DM. But you can also email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com if you have a question or you know, maybe you've had an experience you'd like to speak to me about or anything kind of along those lines, or even just to say hello. I really appreciate that as well. And um, that kind of leads us into this episode, funny enough. So I'm speaking with Christine in this episode. She lives in Southern California and she reached out to me over a year ago just to say hello. She sent me a DM on Instagram and just kind of said, you know, she was a fan of Paranormal Thoughts and that it inspired her to go and do her own podcast on a completely different topic. And, you know, I love getting to hear things like that. That's really incredible, you know, to um, to have played some sort of part in someone's journey into um, podcasting or anything, you know, anything along those lines. And, you know, it's, uh, it's great. I love hearing that. You know, just said hello and kind of left it at that. And then she messaged me again uh, a couple of months ago. And, you know, obviously I could see the previous messages. I went, oh, yeah, we've spoken before. Cool. And she tells me that she has recently had an experience that makes her believe that she may be an abductee. Or I don't think she actually even said that word per se. I think it was just more she's had some experiences in her life um, that has sort of led her to believe there's more that's gone on um, after that very last, very recent experience. And I thought, well, yeah, let's let's talk about it. I'm curious to hear what you have to say and especially someone who had already reached out on a completely different topic, you know, I was like, okay, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. So let's just get into this conversation with Christine. Um, I'd just like to thank her again for taking the time to speak with me. I know this is all pretty recent and uh, yeah, it's pretty wild to talk about, to share 
as well with um you know a lot of people i suppose so yeah thank you to christine and i hope you enjoy our chat i'm excited to delve into some of the experiences that you've had but why don't we even just start at the very start and give people a bit of a background on who you are as well so who is christine and when did maybe your first experience kind of uh, show itself sure um i uh, I'm from a very, very small town in Wyoming, um, 175 to 190 people. And uh, there's some surrounding um, farms and ranches that is part of the community. Uh, so I did grow up in a, a farm in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. Um, I had children and I moved to Los Angeles in my late 20s. And I came here as an actress and model. I'd been modeling for like 10 plus years. So I got a contract and came here. Um, I'm still here now and I'm um, doing my podcast. Like I told you, I'm also producing and directing docu-series and documentaries and things like that. Um, Short films, you know, all the fun stuff. And, um, you know, I've I've heard a lot of different things throughout my life, people experiencing things. I'm very close to a lot of people that experience a lot of ghost type situations. Um, I've actually been on um, a ghost show because there's a venue that I work at for weddings. I I do produce weddings as well. And I had some really mind-blowing experiences there and they had me on their show to talk about that. And that was really fun. Um, But uh, as far as anything that has to do with the, I'd say, aircraft or alien type situations, um, I think I was as young as six when I was on our family farm in Wyoming. And we were all, it was summertime, we were all sitting outside on the porch. Um, My uncles who were in their teens, my aunt was us uh, like 17, 18. I shared a room with her because we just moved to Wyoming from uh, Virginia. Um, my stepfather was in the uh, Air Force. So we were out east for a long time. And then we went to Wyoming and we were all sitting outside on the porch, my grandparents, my mom, my stepdad. And it was summertime and it was warm and we saw something fall out of the sky, a light fall out of the sky. And it landed on the other side of the Quonset. We heard it crash and we all got up and ran to the other side of the Quonset. And by the time we got there, it had take, it took off. Um, but it did leave a divot in the ground. And I would say that it was probably five to six feet in diameter, um, kind of a, round yet ovalish shape kind of as a kid it was kind of so I just remember it being uh, falling out of the sky I remember it just being a light and then when we got over there and seeing it take off it looked metallic silvery and I was just like wow that was cool and and you know my grandparents being like whoa you know just everybody just being in awe that it had happened and I just remember growing up hearing about it all the time people just would talk about it 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 was a big deal but yet it wasn't does that make sense I don't know if that makes sense but it just was part of the family knowing that that had happened and that was that. We just knew that there were other things out there. Um, I remember 
I kind of made a point of saying that I shared a room with my aunt until we moved into town. I remember sleeping in my aunt's room, lying at the windowsill. The bed was against it, staring up into the sky and just being kind of like, I don't know, homesick and sad. And I remember my my aunt brought this up years later, said she asked me, you know, what was I doing? And I said, um, I just really miss you know, home. And she goes, oh, this is home. You'll, I said, no, not here, not home as in where we used to live, like home up there in the sky. And she said that she remembered me saying that I wanted to, like, I want to be back in the stars. And she thought for years that I was just kind of meaning that I wanted to be, you know, famous and sing or dance or act or whatever. And that was not it at all. I very distinctly remember feeling like I was homesick from something that I, I was no longer able to be at, like in this, in another place, another time. It just almost felt like I was reincarnated in the wrong place. Just, you know, do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I feel like I hear this time, time again, especially of late too, of kids um, yeah, saying very similar things to what you're saying. And I guess it's very easy for adults to blow it off as just, you know, childlike kind of mind, imagination. But I feel like there's definitely something about, you know, the innocence of a child and not fully grasping. I guess like as you get older, you know, the imagination kind of is like stamped out of you and, you know, you're kind of bound Mm -hmm. by more of a traditional, you know, this is what life kind of is. But yeah, when you're a kid, I just feel like you're just so detached from all of that and you just kind of what you say is kind of truth in a sense because you don't know anything else but no but that, I feel it's definitely that's definitely a common thing for people to believe that yeah maybe there is some sort of reincarnation where you have been uh you had lived a life somewhere else not you know here mm-hmm. on earth and um yeah. you still have some I guess like residual kind of memories left over from that where you're trying to process but obviously how can anyone really put into words a past life especially at that age right 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 now I've kind of always known and as I've gotten older I've delved more into the whole past life thing and I do know that uh for myself I feel like I've had many lives um but there's always been kind of in the back of my mind in the back of my heart, just knowing that there was somewhere else that I came from. And it wasn't just here, that it didn't always just start here. And um, I just never really, you know, put any major thought to it. I just knew that we were not alone, knew that, that I just had feelings and beliefs that I come from somewhere else. Um, and everybody always kind of was like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I never really talked about it. There's probably not very many people in my life who have ever heard me say that. They've heard me talk about past lives, but not about it. And when I'm talking about it right now, I'm feeling quite emotional, actually. Kind of a little overwhelmed by that. I don't think I've ever verbally said that out loud to anybody other than you. Wow. <laughs> so I f- I'm feeling a little uh, why, uh, overwhelmed by that feeling, um, frankly. <laughs> that's bizarre. That's a little bizarre. Sorry. No. I felt emotion. That's all right. No, believe me, um, things like this do happen 
uh, in these conversations where people during during my time doing this podcast, I've had conversations with uh, very varying different people, and even the things that we've discussed, it's like I know you kind of catch yourself in that moment sometimes and go, "Wow, like mm-hmm. I've never really had this type of in depth conversation with someone who." either can relate to this or, you know, can right. at least just have a sense of understanding. So, no, believe me, it's I, – I do it all the time. And with a lot of this stuff, it can be pretty heavy, you know. It's sort of – it's a lot more than um, the fun side of hauntings or, you know, UFOs. It, it goes, I think, a lot deeper and, I don't know, it's I, – I completely understand where you're, where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, it's nice to it's it I was really excited to talk to you because in my in my thought process for this, I thought, you know, originally I just reached out to you because I love your podcast and I I loved how I felt inspired to just step up and and do my own. That orig, I think that was like what, a year ago maybe? Um I'm not quite sure. I can't remember how long it's been, but then but then when my most recent thing happened, I first thing I thought it was, oh my gosh, I know somebody who will understand. I know somebody who will be open-minded to hear my story and and not be and not make me feel like um I just was dreaming or I was making it up, which is ridiculous because who cares to make this up? I I, I don't get why people would think somebody would just make something up like this. It it just makes no sense. Nobody wants to believe you. So why would we make something up that people would doubt? So it's weird. Um, just that's how I feel about that. <laughs> what I always tell people is, I mean, you know yourself probably better than anyone, right? And if you believe that, you know, you've actually witnessed something and you weren't in a dreamlike state or, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of value to that. You know, I feel like it's very easy for us to ignore things because it's easier, right? Of course, like, you know, if you've, especially I feel like with the um, alien abduction kind of stuff, you know, even my struggles with all of that, I feel like it is easy just to ignore and, uh, you know, maybe there's nothing to it. But, um, you know, there are those moments where you go, oh, hang on, like this, this doesn't seem to just be a dream or, you know, maybe a heightened imagination or, you know, just because obviously if you are interested in these topics, you do probably read or watch a lot of the media around it all. So it is easy for it to come become, you know, quite embedded in your in your mind, you know, like that's how I feel about if I have dreams and so on about this material. But sometimes, um, I don't know, it crosses over into the, I don't know, into the actual existence that we live every day. And it's like, hang on, I think, it's hard to ignore, I think, at that point. So I definitely think there's value to that where you know that something has happened and, yeah, no, um, and thank you for, I guess, yeah, trusting me as well to have this conversation and to share it with people. I think that's, I mean, yeah, as I keep saying, that that blows me away that um, I've sort of been able to build some sort of a community where people can have these conversations because I do feel like there's still quite a gap for that. And I don't think I'm the answer by any means, but I'm just trying to do my little bit. But I think it's great to have these discussions without any judgment or, you know, because I can't, I can't speak to what you've experienced and vice versa, you know, but I think it's great just to 
have this conversation because what I've learned is there's so many people out there in the exact same position. It's mm-hmm. scary, actually. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, for me, um, the things that have, the simple things that have kind of progressively happened through my life, if they've always felt comforting knowing like, ah, there's another thing that just kind of seals that deal for me that, that reminds me that this really is out there, that this really happens to people. I've never had a fear about it. Um, you know, when I was 17, uh, my stepfather was driving back and forth an hour to and from work in Wyoming. And that's a stretch of land that is 45 minutes of nothing. It's just open, plain, big sky. And I remember he came home one day and said, I had uh, an aircraft, alien aircraft experience this morning and told us all about it. And I just remember us all going, huh, yeah, that's cool. You know, and not doubting it. You know what I mean? Um, He said he was just driving along the freeway, open, no hills, no nothing. All of a sudden, out of the sky comes this big saucer round thing with all these lights. It came down, hovered in front of his car as he was driving. Just wasn't something any of us uh, doubted. I remember when my first two children were born, they were like maybe three and just a few months old. Uh, the, The middle one was a few months old. We lived in Indiana and my uh, husband at the time and I drove to Illinois and we were on our way back to Indiana. And I don't know if you, if this part will make sense, but I'm sure it will to some people. When the moon is out, when the sun is out, okay? So it's a full moon and the sun is still up. So you can see the moon in the sky and it's before dusk. So you know how bright the sky is. You can't see stars around the moon. You can see the moon because it's bright and the sky is still light blue, but there's no stars that you can see yet. And we saw this bright round light not far from the moon. Like imagine that the moon is kind of the size of a quarter in the sky. If you were to lift a quarter, it'd be about that size. And just like Uh, just a fraction down from it was this really bright light that sat there for a good 15 minutes. And I kept looking at it. My husband kept looking at it and we didn't say anything. I just thought, wow, that star is really bright right now. And it's wild that I can see it. I didn't say anything. And I, I looked at Amy. I noticed he kept looking at it and I said, do you see that too? He goes, how in the world can that star be out right now? And I said, I don't know. It's kind of weird. We kept talking. We looked at it. We looked away. I looked back and it just literally disappeared. And he looked at me and I looked at him and we both started laughing. And he said, does that feel like an alien craft to you? And I said, absolutely. And we had always discussed for years that we both just knew we couldn't be the only people here. There are way too many universes. There are way too many galaxies. We have no idea what could be out there. And we just always knew that something was there. And we kind of had that experience and we talked about it over the years. Wasn't that the coolest thing? And it would be like, yeah, that was super freaking cool. (laughs) So um, just kind of like things like that as, as I grew. 
Now, five or six years ago, I remember going through an airport. So do you remember when those first machines came out that you had to stand and put your hands up and it would scan you and you come out and it would tell if you had metal? Yeah. When those first came out, I don't remember when it was, but it was maybe about six years ago that I went through that. And when I came out, they flagged me and pulled me aside and said, what do you have strapped to your back? And I was like, nothing. And they're like, do you have an underwire bra? And I was like, no, I'm wearing a sports bra. And they're like, what is on there? And they, and they, they like made me stand there and they were like feeling me up. And I was like, this is really invasive. It was, it was awful. And they said, you have something on your left to the left of your shoulder blade on your back. And they, they felt they, they, lifted my shirt. They pulled up my bra. There was nothing there. And I said, well, I have this spot on my back right there that itches and burns all the time. And I made a joke and I said, well, maybe I have an implant. And they looked at me like I was ridiculous um, and (laughs) sent me on my way. For several years, that happened over and over and over. And I'm telling you, I've went to have that spot checked. Um, They can't find anything. There's, it burns, it itches, it hurts all the time. And it shows up on those airport things. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm being silly. It, it may be nothing, but um, it, it's, it's only been there for like the last five or six years. So um, I always make a joke that, you know, it could be an alien implant, but I, you never know. It wasn't there. And now it's there and nobody can find anything. So, you know, who knows? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's an interesting part, I guess, of your full story, which we're going to hear more of, but it's, I think, who who's to say if it is or isn't, but it is unusual. And as you said, if you've already had the strange like, sensation of an itching and burning, I mean, Mm-hmm. And once again, not being able to find anything. I mean, it's just it's one thing. It's just putting the facts together. You know, there's been you know thousands of reports of implants, even to the point where people have had them removed, and it's mm-hmm. quite a known thing within this phenomenon that people do typically find metallic objects under their skin. You know, and all all over their body. You know, and it's that thing of often people just leave it and. As you've said too, you know, it's there one minute and then maybe eventually it's gone as well. Who who knows, Does it do these things potentially dissolve? Are they actually being removed? It's not a stretch to think that potentially, yeah, it, it could have something to do with this phenomena if you've been having all these other, you know, moments of realisation of oh, this all could be mm-hmm. related to this thing. So my most recent thing was the most incredible experience of my in, entire life and i could not wait to share it with my 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 youngest daughter is 16 um, my oldest daughter is 29 and they were at the house and i just i just couldn't wait to tell them and they were laughing at me and kind of mocking me and saying, mom, you're so crazy. Mom, you've always got something going on. Um, because I do see a lot of ghosts. So I, I do, I do experience a lot of phenomenon like that. Um, and they just, they just kind of laughed at me. Uh, my, my, my boyfriend that it happened with, he obviously believes me. I have a handful of, um, people that I've told in this last few months about it and they have been utterly fascinated and we're like oh my gosh I totally believe you and it's been kind of like it's kind of weird the relief that someone feels when something happened to them and they know it happened and somebody finally believes them it's it is incredibly wild how much of a relief that is it's crazy um so let me tell you what happened to me um I live up in in uh, Burbank California. Uh, my boyfriend lives in Dana Point. Um, I spend every other week coming down here to see him. Um, I was here the week of March 10th. Um, I We went to bed like a normal night. Uh, no big deal. Went to sleep. Um, even though I am fascinated by aliens and abductions and things like that, I don't really study it. I don't really, I mean, I watch it once in a while, but it's not like something I obsess with. It's just, it's just something that I, that I know is true. If someone says, look, I was abducted or I have an implant, I would believe them. I would have no doubt in my mind that, that they are telling their truth, um, which could, you know, potentially be like the truth, if you know what I mean. Um, but I went to bed that night. We went to bed and I typically, I'm getting older. I typically wake up anywhere between, um, I'd say six and 7 a.m. to go to the bathroom. To I have to pee every morning early. It drives me insane. But typically no, never before six. Um, I'm a somewhat light sleeper, but not 
too light because the neighbor's garage is very loud and my boyfriend hears it all the time. I never hear it when I'm sleeping. And I never hear anything before six o'clock. Well, this morning at 4 a.m., something woke me. I, I didn't have to go to the bathroom, so it wasn't like I had to. Um, but when I woke up, I literally remember thinking, oh, what was that? But then I thought, well, since I'm awake, I might as well get up. I did not know what time it was. I knew it was early. It was still dark. It was before six. I knew it was before six. And it felt like the middle of the night. And we have nightstands on both sides of the bed. Um, I have to go to the end of my side of the bed, walk down the end towards my boyfriend's side of the bed. And then the bathroom is across from the bed. So kind of give you an idea. His nightstand is a directly across from the bathroom. He hangs, he puts his phone on this stand and his phone goes on sleep. It doesn't open. It doesn't make noise. It will not be activated in any way, shape or form unless he activates it or unless you're standing directly in front of it. Now I've gotten up hundreds of times in this room and walked to the bathroom and never triggered his phone. I'm looking at the area right now. One, two, three, four, five. It's a good 10, 15 feet away, the bathroom door from his phone. And I will walk by and never trigger it. It, And if you, if you do trigger it, okay, say you wave your hand in front of it, it will eliminate the time. That's it, okay? So typically, if I wake up in the morning, go to the restroom, come back to bed, I'll pick up my phone because I have it face down and look at the time, put it back down and go back to sleep. That's typically what happens. That morning on March 10th, I remember waking up and thinking, oh, what woke me? What was that? And thinking, well, since I'm awake, I might as well go to the bathroom. So I get up and I'm facing towards the wall and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something and I turned and looked. Oh, this is so wild. Um, talking about it out loud again, it's kind of uh, bringing up some emotions that are really amazing. So I am I look and I see something in profile, okay? It's looking at my boyfriend's cell phone. The cell phone is illuminated. The time is the only thing illuminated on it. But I'm not looking at the time. I'm just looking at this figure. Um, I'm looking at the nightstand right now. The nightstand is maybe two and a half feet. I don't know exactly how high a nightstand is, but your average is probably, what, two and a half feet? And so another six inches above would be his phone that's sitting straight up. And I remember seeing this thing and immediately I looked and in my mind, I thought, I, I heard in my head, oh, a little alien. And I was devoid of feeling. I was devoid of emotion. Now, you know as well as everybody else knows, when you wake up to go to the bathroom, like myself, you're awake. I was not dreaming. I never, I rarely dream, by the way. If I do dream, 
I'll remember it. It's like something chasing me or some car chase or something stupid. Um, Never anything. I've never dreamed about aliens. I have never dreamed about UFOs. And I knew I was awake because I'm looking at this thing thinking, I'm awake. I am not asleep. And thinking, why am I not feeling anything? I literally felt, why am I not feeling anything? And I heard in my head, just go to the bathroom. I had an order just to do what I was supposed to do. Now, this thing was maybe three, three and a half feet tall. It had the bulbous type head. I could tell that it had the larger eyes because from the side, the light was illuminating. I caught, that's hard to explain. I caught that reflection type thing from the phone. It had the tiniest little person body. It's almost like a little child, but you could see these tiny little features of its shoulders, its arms hanging straight down. Its body was very thin and I literally had no emotion, which I kept questioning. I kept feeling, why am I not feeling anything? This should freak me out. But I was very calm. I felt very unemotional. I'm walking now towards the bathroom, towards towards the thing, okay? And I have my eyes on it. So when I'm coming around, Oh, I'm trying to picture some of this. I could see him from behind now because I had the bathroom door. I opened it and I turned and I looked. That's when I saw then the reflection of the light on the other side of it and the back side. Does that make sense? Like I could then see the outline of the body. And again, I heard, just go to the bathroom. So I shut the door. And I, I went to the restroom and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, huh, I, I wonder if it'll still be there when I get back out. Now, I say all the time that I see ghosts and I always think, oh, it's not going to scare me. But when I'm in the moment and it happens, it's startling and it does make my heart pound and it does get me all jazzed like, whoa, what the actual shit is going on? You know, what is that? Oh my God, that is happening. And I get excited. I get a little scared. I get a little startled. I'm telling you, there was so much devoid of emotion. I felt controlled. I felt that I was, it was like, I knew I was supposed to have feelings. I knew I was supposed to feel scared. And it felt like something was reassuring me, keeping that feeling at bay. It's very hard to explain. When I then got started to come out of the bathroom, I thought, I wonder if it's still there. I opened the door. This is when I saw the time. It said 4.03, 4.02 a.m. I could see the numbers clearly, and they're quite large. I'd say a good almost inch big. They're, they're quite large. So when his cell phone on iPhone opens, his numbers at night are very large. It's digital. So 403, 402, 403, something like that. And when I opened the door, I immediately knew it was still there. 
but it changed. It was no longer directly in front of the phone. It was see-through, but I could still see the outline of it. So imagine some kind of like gelish kind of material, like you can see through a clear gel. Yeah, it's like translucent. Thank you. That's the word. It was very translucent, but it wasn't in front of the phone anymore. It had turned towards the bed and it was leaning over my boyfriend who was sleeping. I thought, shit, it's leaning over my boyfriend. And then I heard, go to bed and go to sleep. I turned back towards the wall that my side of the bed is on to walk towards the end, like the I was on the end of the bed walking that way. That's it. I remember nothing else. It's completely blank. I don't remember going back to bed. I do not remember going to sleep. It is completely blank. I didn't remember this situation, this situ- this instance, the next day. I did not remember it. I remember hanging out with my boyfriend. It was now a Saturday and we were just chilling out in the living room. And he said, and we both are huge hockey fans. We love the Kings and they were playing in town and we had been watching the tournament. Um, and he said, do you want to go to the hockey game? And I said, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. So we got tickets, got ourselves together, got out the door and we're driving into back to LA. And his phone is on the mount that holds the phone in your car. And I remember looking at his phone and seeing the, the, the time and it all hit me. It all came rushing back and I shot up. I was, I was just kind of reclined in the chair. I shot up and I said, holy shit, I saw an alien last night. And he he looked at me startled and he goes, what? And I said, oh my God, there was an alien in the bedroom last night. Holy shit, I'm remembering it now. And he was like, oh my God, t- tell me what happened. And I told him this story and he was like, oh my God. And I remember us just kind of talking about it all night and a little more came back, a little bit more came back. And I the first thing I said to him was, I was awake. I I know that I've never, ever in my life, there's never been a dream in the dreams, history of dreams that I would, I'd ever felt or thought or seen anything like this. I knew I'd gotten out of bed. I knew I was not sleepwalking. I knew that I was awake. Um, the next day I went home. The next morning he calls me, my boyfriend calls me and says, hey, at 4 a.m. this morning, my phone woke up again and it was playing music. And he said, my phone would never play music when it's in sleep mode. And I didn't have Spotify open. I didn't have Apple Play open. He said, out of the blue, out of nowhere, 4 a.m., my phone woke me up again. And this happened for two nights in a row. Both of us in separate locations at my house and his house, he had music that would wake him up at 4 a.m. from his phone and I would just be awakened at 4 a.m. two nights in a row. 
after that, it stopped. We have not had any experience since then. Also, that spot on my back that I told you about, it no longer itches. It no longer burns. I no longer feel anything in that spot. It, it's gone. Thank you for sharing that, first of all. And there's, there's, a, lot, um, there's a lot I want to kind of double back over that. But you sharing that very key point of waking up, seeing something and, you know, any, any person, you know, whether they're seeing, say, a being in their room or an intruder, anything like that, you know, the typical... You're either going to go into fight or flight, right? But the fact of you having that that message of not just go to the bathroom, go to sleep, like that is repeated time and time again by experiences, right? That they're it, yeah, I never heard that actually. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that. I've heard people talking about abductions a handful of times. I've heard a few on your show. I, I don't think I've ever heard that, and I didn't know. I knew that people had heard things in their head, like like almost like a conversation or a feeling or or felt like they needed to do something. But I never knew that that's what that actually freaking felt like until that moment. And it was like, oh, wow. And then thinking back on it now, it is really incredibly weird to feel that feeling, to feel like my voice is underneath there and it wasn't my voice. It's yeah. It's also interesting that you had no knowledge of that either. Not not that that necessarily you know makes it seem right. more believable or anything. But yeah, right. I, it's it's actually amazing how many people I've spoken to wow. about alien abduction where they haven't known these. And if someone like myself who's been you know interested in this topic for you know I don't know fifteen even almost twenty years at this point, like those those key sort of moments where people don't even realize, and I've had people not even realize things like that until I've spoken to them. I'm like, no, this is pretty common. And, you know, that, that it's kind of like the pin drops for them. But it, it's this weird thing of, yeah, people aren't in control. And I guess that's why people might also say, yeah, oh, you must be dreaming or something because that almost does sound like a nightmare in a sense where you, because, you know, you typically don't have control of your dreams, right? So, but no, it's uh, that is totally a thing that happens. And whatever that is, you know, because I, I'm curious to know, why you woke up as you said you know it was earlier than you typically would wake up were you supposed to witness that moment you know and I guess a question for me as well exactly but it's like if they have the control to tell you not to worry about it why why just not tell you to go straight back to sleep it's it's so maybe it's that thing of you go to the bathroom then go back to sleep you're not going to remember any of this and it's it's that interesting thing too and I was waiting for you to say that you see the phone again with the time and a different context and then everything comes rushing back. Oh, that was the wildest moment. It was kind of like, I rarely remember my dreams. Once in a while I will, but it's never been like a triggering moment. Um, Once in a while I'll go, oh yeah, I remember I had a dream about you know, the dog last night, you know, that kind of thing, but never anything like this, this, this blew my mind. And it was like, all of a sudden I felt like massive feelings, like that 
I wasn't allowed to feel. And I looked at him and I said, I should have been petrified. I know me. I would have just startled. Um, I'll know somebody's in the house. I'll know someone's walking down the hall, but yet they'll come around the corner and it'll scare me. And I'll go, ah, you know, it's like, they, you knew I was coming. How did I scare you? Uh, I'm a weirdo. So, um, it not scaring me, me not having that emotion, me not being able, uh, almost allowed to feel those things, uh, that is hard to explain. That is hard to, to feel. Yeah, no, 100%. I think people listening will understand, maybe not how that feels, but I think they can, they get the thing of, you're not, you're not your normal self, right? You're not in control. And another thing, as you were speaking, that I'm really curious about is your boyfriend as well. Has he had sort of ongoing experiences now after this experience that sort of, you know, been able to maybe reflect on that? Because it's an interesting thing of, was this experience about yourself or was it even potentially Mm. about him? Or was it about the both of you? You know, that's a good question. It's it could go kind of either one of those ways. Um, but mm-hmm. even that interesting thing of, you know, potentially two people finding themselves in a relationship who have maybe been drawn together because of you know these subconscious kind of experiences as well. You know, there's right. that kind of interesting element potentially. But I think the thing that made me think about that was just because when you returned back from the bathroom, this being was staring. Um, standing over, over your partner him. and you know whether is that it, they've maybe never seen him before or they have you know it kind of it could really go either way but it's it's just an interesting insight as yeah. you're speaking that you know I mean the fact that you saw the being and he didn't you know is are they sort of allowing you a little, you know I don't know it's it's hard to say I mean I've I have a a strange story um, mm. not nothing quite like that. And I think I have shared it on the podcast before. I'm sure people get sick of this because I never remember <laughs> what I've actually said. And like, oh, he's, he's, he's telling the story again. Great. Hang on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was a moment in my life I was having some really weird synchronicities and all about, which I feel like was related to abduction or, you know, at least I was getting some sort of message. And I think amongst all of that, my now wife was sleeping next to me and she woke up and she claims that there was this like red light in the room over the top of me mm-hmm. and she had that exact same almost like command as you're explaining where she sees the light and kind of goes yeah. oh that's kind of strange and then just goes like all right I'm going back to sleep now and yeah. that's kind that's of that's on a normal reaction <laughs> it's it's not and especially you know she's not mm-hmm. caught up in all of this paranormal stuff either. But, you know, I have been pretty open about, even if I, you know, I've, I've had dreams and she's like woken up and heard me, you know, dreaming. And she's been like, oh, you're dreaming about abduction again. Or, you know, she's kind of um, come around to that stuff a little bit more. But that's that's definitely not a normal reaction for her. And she, she you know, I, I don't remember it, obviously, but she's, she's brought it up um, on a few occasions to the point where I kind of forgot about it. And I think she mentioned it again recently. I was like, oh, that was... Yeah, that was sort of strange, but yeah, it's that interesting thing of yeah, potentially when like a partner also gets like an insight, some of this 
odd behavior and they're kind of just like a byproduct too. It's just like, just ignore it. That experience of yours though, even just um, you describing the being, that, that, that was really interesting as well. I feel like everyone probably knows what a great alien kind of being looks like, you know, where they're short, body can't support the head and so on. But seeing that, did you have really much interest in potentially what they may have looked like previous to that or or even what you saw? Was it kind of what you would have expected? or And even now, like that imagery, how does that even make you feel like thinking about it or even potentially seeing something similar? Like does that sort of bring up anything for you? So it's interesting because um, I have heard over my lifetime a lot of different um, descriptions of different types of aliens. And I really love uh, praying mantises. I think they're very fascinating. I think that they look alienish. And a lot of um, people have described that there are insect-like aliens. And I always thought, holy moly, I hope I don't see those. And um, I did not. I did not see one like that. Um, I do know that there are different types of species of aliens. I just know it in my soul. I, I just know it because we're not all the same. There's nothing on this earth that's the, exactly the same. Um Everything is different. And I know that there got to be different types of um universes and, and galaxies that different type of beings come from. Okay. With that being said, um, what I did see, I was talking to a really good friend of mine and he sent me this, I, I had described to him what it looked like. And he sent me this picture that was kind of, kind of scary. And I was like, Ooh, no, that's a little, it's a little too scary. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this? He sent yeah. me this photo, and yeah. I was like, and I'll, "I'll get no. you to send that to me as well, and I'll I'll share that so um so people can have that reference." So this here, I was like, "Kinda, but not quite." Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Okay, I looked the first time that I'd looked. Um, let's see, when did he send these to me? These are like in March. I mean, not March, in May. In May, um, he. I then looked it up, and I said, "No." This is more like what I saw. It wasn't scary. It was childlike, but yet it was, it kind of had, when the phone glowed, it kind of glowed with it. But yet the back, when I looked at it from behind was dark. It was, it was gray, dark gray because it was black in our room. It's black. It's pitch black. We have, we have uh, blackout curtains in this room. I cannot stand the morning sun. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and the glow from, from the phone illuminated it. It illuminated the outline of it from behind. And then from the side, it illuminated its features. Um, so I'll send you those pictures. I'll send you the ones that it didn't look like. It's, it's kind of scary. And these are more childlike. So it didn't, in my mind and in my heart at that time, it was telling me, this is not scary. This is, you're good. You just have to go to the bathroom. Just go, just go back to bed. Um, and then to be blank and, and not nothing, never remembering going to bed. Um, that, that has actually affected me. It wasn't until I looked at this picture that I found that most, that has the best description of what it looked like to me. When I saw that, um, 
hard to explain how I felt. Felt incredibly emotional. Uh, I sh- I was shaking. Um, I was feeling the feelings that I would thought that I thought I was supposed to feel that night or that morning when I saw it was holy shit that alien is in my room you know that 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 shaky scared kind of overwhelmed feeling is what I have felt since then um I still don't have a fear of it I still feel kind of calm towards it um, but I, I, I get a little bit more emotional about it, not in the fact that it's taken something from me or it's, it hurt me. I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm emotional because it was real. It happened. How, how, how in the world did it happen to me? Why? Why me? Why me? I mean, of course I believe in it, but yet I never thought in a million years that I would ever see something like this. This just, it blows my mind. Um, but no doubt in my mind that, that it happened. I've never felt more sure about something in my life. It's, it's a memory that is as clear and crisp as any memory of, you know, when my children were being born or when something major happened in my life that was really exciting. It, it is really strong and it is not like a memory of a, of a dream because the memories of dreams that I have had are nowhere the same at at all. It's unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things where you have to experience it to really, I guess, understand the weight of it. It's definitely something that I feel like a lot of people would kind of wish they'd get to experience and also probably a lot of people who wouldn't either, you know, because there's a lot of differing, a lot of different experiences and opinions kind of out there with this stuff. But I Mm -hmm. mean, for you, it obviously, it's that confirmation that everything you've once again experienced or just what is kind of possible. I know when I've had those sort of insights to the paranormal and you get those, you know, sort of breadcrumbs that in your case, you know, it's a pretty big monumental moment in your life. But um, yeah. it's definitely as, yeah, whatever kind of feeling, yeah, feeling in that moment on reflection, it's kind of like it does feel like a win. And it's mm-hmm. also that thing too of now what do I, what do I do with this information too? I, mm. I, I feel that's that's my biggest struggle sometimes. I mean, at least for mm. me, I guess – I've put that energy into this podcast, you know, because it's all relevant. But um, I do think that for people, you know, it's kind of like for yourself now, mm. after having this happen, what what does, <laughs> you know, what, what, yeah, what does regular life kind of look like, you know, with that sort of in the back of your mind? For me, it feels like I've always had a strong belief in, you know, I'm a, I'm a real powerful manifester. I, I manifest a lot. Since then, my manifestations are are stronger. I feel like it's it's kind of like some for me. This is how I would think it would feel, as if you had a strong faith in a religion and a god 
in God, okay? And your whole life you believed, you believed, but then all these people are saying doubtful things, but yet you still believe, but mm, it sure would be nice to know. And then all of a sudden, God appeared to you. And you're like, damn straight, I knew it. See, thank you. You know, and then your your belief system just gets stronger. And I just am excited because I think there's so much more out there that we just don't know. And there's there's so many possibilities in the universe and in, this, in our galaxy and beyond that we just don't know. It's so fascinating. And it's kind of like an exciting thing to think, I I got so lucky that something came to me and showed me my own proof. I don't honestly care if anybody believes me. I know how it feels to feel validated, to know that something like that is, is real. So a strange thing happened to me when I was really little. I remember being about maybe five or six. Um, I have some pretty strong memories. My grandmother gave me a pin, a pin that that connects to your, you know, your shirt or your jacket or something. And it was a little owl. And ever since that, I've had a really strong connection to that owl. And it's always, I always thought, wonder why owls are so important to me. I have no idea. Okay. When my middle daughter was born, as she grew up, I kind of looked at her and thought, every time I, I thought about something that would associate with her, I associated my owls with her. And as little gifts throughout her life, she's the only person in the world I have given little owls to. And she said to me one time, why do you keep giving me owls? I never even said I liked owls. I said, I don't know, but you feel like my an owl to me. This this association with an owl associates with you. And it was about the time that she was born that we that my ex-husband and I saw that silver star type light in the sky that afternoon. And since then, I always wondered you know, why do owls come to me at specific times? Why do why does this keep working? I mean, like this. And I heard your episode one time about the writer who did um, Messenger. Yep. Messengers. Yep, Mike Cleland. Yeah, Mike. My God, I heard that, and I it just clicked, and I was like, Oh my. God, it just made sense to me that these owls represented this to me as well. And I actually tried to reach out to Mike. I, I'm a filmmaker and I want to do a docu-series um, called Messengers. And I want to include Mike in his book and and have that kind of docu-series about that. That is, a, I'm obsessed with, literally obsessed with that. And um, it just made sense to me. And not too many years ago, I never said anything to my daughter other than here's another owl. And she's like, why mom? And then <laughs> um, a few years ago, she got a tattoo on her, on her shoulder, her back of her shoulder. 
um, of alien spacecraft, very similar, very similar to the one you use as your logo for Paranormal Thoughts. And when I saw that, I thought, I asked her, I said, why did you get that? She goes, I don't know. I just believe in aliens. I believe in in something else out there. And I don't ever remember discussing that with her. She's in her mid-20s now. I don't ever remember discussing that with her. Um, She just felt compelled that that was the tattoo she had to have. And it almost like it was another aha moment for me. It was like, ah, I associate her with my owls. Owls to me, after I heard your, your, your episode with Mike, I thought, Oh my God, that just makes sense to me. Um, I don't know why it just really makes sense to me. Um, when I, can't I explain that. no, 100%. When I first came across Mike's work, even prior to the podcast existing, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. It just clicked. And yeah. it was weird because I felt like I was still pretty early on my I guess, sort of like self discovery into this material, but it was so strange how powerful that stuff was and um even just thinking back to it now like i i can i can remember what that was like and it is interesting too as you said you know your daughter having obviously some connection with all this as well you know even if it is just an interest it's still as you said if if you haven't been super open about that you know it's still kind of um it's it's all these like it's these little things that you kind of you get you get had to like stand back and kind of look at that big picture and go mm you know, one or two of these things, maybe not so much, but um, I mean, I've told the story here before where I was in a secondhand bookshop. Uh, I was on a holiday or vacation and um, I, every time I go into like a bookshop, I like to find, you know, if they have like a paranormal section and um, I literally, I think I had to get down on like my hands and knees. It was like down the very bottom and uh, I found they had some books on UFOs and and there was a book there by Whitley Strieber who obviously is quite a um, quite a figure in um, at least literature about alien abduction and so on. And because um, I'm kind of crouching down on the floor, I kind of like lean back and there's a um, there's like a little stool with a cushion. So I'm kind of, you know, resting my elbow on that. I grabbed this Whitley Strieber book. I'm just having, you know, a bit of a flick. I end up buying the book, but um, uh, just before I stand up, I turn and my shoulder, which was resting on this cushion, it had, you know, three or four barn owls on it. And, you know, once again, not super weird, but it's just this weird thing of um, that sort of thing kept happening where it's like almost in one hand is this UFO, alien abduction stuff, and in the other... There's actually these owls, you know, the symbolization of owls. Um, I've only had a few instances where I've seen physical owls, which I feel uh, relevant, but it, there's a lot of, yeah, symbolization of this stuff. And it's really like they are extremely symbolic. And it's, and it's just amazing how many people, like, you know, that's why Mike has done the work he has, is because he found this really bizarre correlation. Um, it's, I feel like it's the same kind of thing as like even like David Pilatus looking into um, the missing 411, you know, the people who've gone missing throughout the American national right. parks, right? And it's almost like he stumbled upon that. And when you think about it, you're like, how, is, what, how has this gone unknown? But it, it just kind of does take one person to 
kind of uncover this stuff and you go, holy shit, like there's something right. really weird going on here. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah, I feel like a lot of people um, have those sort of moments where it's just like, wake up, <laughs> like here's, yeah. it's being laid out here in front of you, you know, and it's, yeah. um, it's, it's almost surreal, I would say. And even when I get to talk about this stuff, it kind of takes me back to all these sort of moments and I know what you mean when mm-hmm. you, it, it, you know, this is very heavy and I guess, yeah, it's very easy to compartmentalize this stuff and, you know, you kind of try not to think about it too much. When you do, it's like, oh, it's like being right back there in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, it's. Well, I don't believe in coincidences. There, there, there are no such thing as coincidences. There, there really isn't. And um, there are symbols and, 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 um, Things like 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 an owl meaning very specific things. There are there are signs all over if you are just open to just listening and feeling and understanding that there is so much more out there than us, and we are absolutely nuts and are narcissistic to think that we're the only ones here. I mean, how could we? We're not even the only uh, universe. We're, there's millions of universes out there. And who's to say what else is out there and how old they are and how much further in technology they are? I mean, look how far we've come in technology in the last 100 years. I mean, it's only been 100 years. We're, look, we're going into space. You know, we we can send a message in a nanosecond, you know, clear across the world. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're alone. Um, and I I don't I don't personally understand why. Um, I don't know. I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist because I'm really not. I'm just I just believe that there is a lot of crap out there that's being hidden from us. Why? Maybe it's because they're afraid that people are going to be too afraid and mass hysteria. Who knows? But um, we're crazy to think that we're the only things here, that we're the only smartest thing on the block. We're just not. I have a question as well um, about your daughter who has gotten the tattoo and, you know, the, the whole owl symbolization and so on. I know you kind of said you hadn't spoken to her a ton about um, – all of this, but now that you can see that there's this fairly strong connection, I would say, are you have you sort of thought about having more of an open dialogue? Just because I could see that there could be reason to believe that she could also have had experiences that she may not be aware of, or could even have experiences um, in the future. I just see it time and time again, you know, parents, grandparents sort of passing these experiences along, but I feel like family lines do seem to be targeted somewhat. Um, I was thinking about reaching out to some of my cousins. Um, Most of the adults in our lives, we're the elders now. You know, my mother, my father, my stepfather, my grandparents, they're all gone. I do know that they have talked through the years about little things happening. They could have talked more about it and just not included us kids or us not even paid attention to it. Um, I do know that strange things happens to my cousins too. So I thought about reaching out um, and saying, hey, has anybody experienced anything? Um, 
as far as my daughter goes, it's it this is this is a hard part about being a parent. You can have I have three daughters. It's like take myself as a person and my personality and divide me into threes. And each of my daughter represents those three things. Like one daughter is is um, very feminine and, you know, very worry wart, such the mom. The other one is completely logical and is all about science. Um, the, th- the other one is kind of, you know, doesn't give a shit about anybody or anything and is distant. It's very bizarre how you can have all these children raise them the exact same in the exact same environment. And they are all so different. That daughter of mine, my middle one, I I love her more than life, but she's in a place in her life where she kind of distanced herself from the family. She's always been kind of not affectionate. Um, Doesn't like to be touched or hugged. She's just kind of a distant person. Um, She's it's it. I would love to discuss it more with her and I hope to be able to do that in the future. Uh, She's just one of those people that just, wants to be left alone um and you know could be for some reason that i don't know it it, it could just be her personality too we used to be super close until she became a teenager and then she got distant and then as an adult she just is even distant from her sisters and her dad just and also it doesn't help that she married somebody who doesn't want her to be part of her family so you know that that's tough. It's hard to explain that, but I, it could have something to do with it. I hope to someday find out. Yeah, I mean, I th- I guess it's just like um, the question was if you're open to that, or even how you know. And you've already kind of said mm-hmm. you can see potentially the the connection there, where yeah, yeah, you know, there could be something more going on. Who's to say that there is? But it it mm-hmm. automatically from your story just kind of um it's it's like that i'm just getting those sort of like those signals of yeah there, there could be definitely more going on here I and i think so. the interesting thing is too yeah. even from your that initial sighting when you were 6 you know once again seeing that with your family and kind of experiencing all of this with other people as well is a, mm-hmm. a very interesting insight as well mm-hmm. you know when you're with your ex and now your boy it's just it's yeah it's kind of it's interesting that, yeah, everything yeah. happens with other people or, you know, or especially like with family too. So I wouldn't discredit any of that, that uh, there could be some weight to all of that for sure. Thank you so much for being so open and, you know, for... Thanks for listening. No, yeah. I love hearing from people, you know, like people like yourself when they, they reach out and say, you know, mm-hmm. I've got this weird experience and you know you never know what you're going to get but um right but it's always I'm always still I mean (laughs) even as you're telling your story about seeing this being I think I'm like oh that's incredible but at the same time it is almost (laughs) just like not the norm but I don't know it's 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 like this weird reflection even upon myself with this with this material but um I definitely think your your story is very interesting and I see a lot of myself within it because you're kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I had this interest, but it's kind of, it's like whatever until you have this moment yeah. and you go, hang on, that kind of changes everything in a sense. I've had these glimpses <laughs> and now it's like, yeah. I can't really ignore it. it. Yeah. 
changes everything. It does, right? Yes. So I, yeah. yeah, I really see myself a lot in that. And I'm sure people listening it. will be able to definitely reflect on that as well. But um, please as well, mm. please give a, a solid plug for your podcast as well, because oh. um, I, I, I want to be able to do that for you for sure. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, it's called Fifty Shades of Bullshit. You have to spell out the word fifty. It's not five zero. It's F I F T Y. Um, you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, if you come and listen, we're just out there trying to help people find love and find themselves. And we joke and kid and talk about a lot of body parts. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot of sex, and uh, we are very open. You know, and help you know, take the stigma off of, you know, intimacy and sex and, and, uh, finding, you know, yourself as a person. So that's what we try to do on that and my show. So thank you. I appreciate that. No, that's amazing. I'm just glad that, I mean, it's, it's just wild to me that, yeah, I weirdly played some part in that. I, I know. know. I love it. It's, it's all, this is why I talk about not believing in in um coincidence was that coincidences yeah. things happen for a reason things become full circle you know it all these things are so intricate it's just not by chance and just yeah so bizarre too like once again you just reaching out to like say hello and and then like yeah a year later or whatever being like hang on i just had this really weird thing mm-hmm. happen i'm just like oh shit like Wild. Yeah. Wild. I was like, I can't wait to tell Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. everything. Yeah, everything weirdly happens for a reason. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's, I'm sure more will become uncovered and definitely like, let me know um, if and when that does happen and keep in touch. And um, yeah, thanks again. Thank you, Dylan. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. There was interview with Abductee with Christine. Thank you so much for Christine for taking the time to speak with me and you know share her story with you guys. I hope you got something out of that. Uh, as I kind of said at the end there, I kind of can really relate. I mean, I relate to a lot of these episodes now. Um, you know, Paranormal Thoughts is like six years old now, so there's a lot of reflection that goes into all of that. Yeah, it's just weird. Every time I have these conversations, uh, I always just come away with something, if not even just... I don't know, some thoughts uh, reflecting yeah, on all of this, this entire topic. I'm sure I'm not the only one in that boat by any means. But yeah, just fascinating stuff, I must say. So yeah, thank you to Christine. And of course, thank you to you guys for listening as well, especially if you make it to this point in the podcast. So as I said, make sure you're subscribed. Go check out our socials, all that good stuff. Also, jump on our Instagram to see those beings that Christine was referencing as well to um, actually kind of pinpoint what she saw. So that will be on our Instagram. Thank you guys so much, and I hope to catch you in another podcast episode really soon. Thanks. Bye.